This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is not going to be a robot in the very near future. And I don't think we even realize how soon that future is going to be, where this is going to be an actually, truly conscious, competent, intelligent thing that is potentially a thousand, if not a billion times smarter than anything we have a reference point for. And I would like to have been respectful at its embryonic stages. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Gabby Ree Show. Elijah Allen Blitz. Yo. We're doing our counter talk today. Let's do it. So if anyone's joining us for the first time, I decided a while ago that I was really fortunate to um, utilize you as a resource. You're a gen- maybe a generation and a half. I don't even know. Before me. Thank you. And uh, I always, you sit at my counter and I I use you a lot to sort of keep my mind not only open, but informed about what's going on in technology, but also even groups between myself and my children, because you're a great uh, bridge to that. And you're somebody who has told me for, I don't know, five or six years that for you, technology is a tool. Yeah. Because I have a tendency because of my group, sometimes either we're afraid of it or we don't have a lot of confidence or we've seen some big changes that it's already occurred. So we're like, oh, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I like it for my computer, but, you know, I like to check in for my flight online, but everything else is bad kind of thing. And you've really been a person who has um, talked to me a lot about, hey, it's a tool. And also you're more optimistic in general. I, I, you know, I try and be not optimistic nor pessimistic. I try and be realistic. It just, my informed realistic perspective leads me to be pretty optimistic. Mm -hmm. So I, cause I feel like optimism and pessimism can be just equally imbalanced. So that's my attempt, but maybe overall, I I guess I'm an optimist. I've heard someone say no one knows enough to be a pessimist. So we'll see. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually a really important point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, um, I think, too, that you self-regulate, like you talk a lot about even how you use it or the content that you're allowing yourself to um, consume that you you sort of will recognize, like, hey, this probably isn't great for me, so I'm not going to yeah. do it. 
I think a lot of us don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's you know what I've found. This is like I don't I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Sometimes the bad news is this weird stress relief for me. Hmm. Now I don't mean like we're when we're talking right now. Um, it's less than a week after what's been going on in Israel, and I don't mean that kind of bad news. I mean like uh, gossipy, stupid shit that doesn't really matter. Stuff that's no one's really getting, no one's hurt. It's just like idle. Like I don't know. I noticed it, and I was using it, doing it as a habit, and I was like, oh, this you have to stop. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like before you dive in, I'd either use it as a distraction, like all the headlines and all the things that were the silly things. Because it like pings your amygdala and something. I think it's so. Like, oh, yeah, I got to pay attention. Yeah. And it all, yeah. I just felt like I used it as a stress reliever. So it was like noticing that behavior and being like, I don't really care who's dating who. Like, mm-hmm. is that more important than trying to stay focused and get some stuff done and get get on with it? Right. Yeah. So seeing other people's stress became a stress reliever? No, it's not their stress. It was just like silly information. It was almost like a, because I don't, I try not to gossip too much in my real life. Yeah. I try not to, you know, if I have a thing with somebody, I try to confront them. Yeah. I'm not somebody who sits around. So I think it was almost like a juvenile kind of, um, it would just be like, you know, like entertainment news and like garbage, mm-hmm. you know, nothing that I'm going to be any smarter. Yeah. Um, and then I, when I noticed it, I was like, oh, I got to stop this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's. I guess it's equivalent to puppy videos, pretty much. Well, I think, I, I think puppy videos are actually a positive example because I really think that we are now voting with our swipes. That we, every time we, you know, stay on, some, watch a video or swipe through a video, like the machines are now paying attention mm-hmm. to a degree that, and it's only getting greater that it's like really actually paying attention to how we as a collective species engage with the world. So mm-hmm. I think puppy videos are probably better on the good side, on the good side yeah. compared to the gossipy news, you know? Yeah. And listen, I understand the, the impetus to try and, you know, exp- wait, 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 I'm curious what's happening over in the neighboring village. You yeah. Know? And yeah. I like pop culture. Yeah. I, I always yeah, have. Totally. However, it's like, get a hold of yourself. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you sent me, and I don't know if you're prepared to talk about this. I'm kind of throwing you something, is, um, you know, how to viral videos. I, di- I didn't get a chance to really look at it yet Yeah. because I've been working. But do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Alan, I got to look up his name. Alan, it's like Alan Levenowitz. Here, I'll, yeah, I'll find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Uh, yeah, he was on Joe Rogan. He wrote a book called mm. Natural. And this yeah. was years ago. This was like 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the... The things that he said, it was actually his equivalent of junk information. And when I when I listened to it, I was like, that's actually the formulation for going viral. Levinovitz, you said it. Oh, yeah, Alan Levinovitz. Yeah. So he said, uh, easy to understand, demonizes someone, and gives the viewer a sense of belonging. And mm. those three things, it's like, I, and in some ways, depending who you're, I think the demonizing factor is the only issue it's yeah. like well what are we talking about because it has to i think trigger that amygdala response where something goes pay attention mm-hmm. but to give everyone a sense of belonging uh, the, the, that's great and if you can explain something simply that's great as well the demonizing factor is where it gets tricky and it's like how can we do that and still be promoting positive messaging well that almost also reminds me of like when with matisse desmond's book mm-hmm. um uh that he talked about, it was sort of like this invisible threat and then like a simple solution and you have to isolate people. So there, I think that there's so many formulas about what gets us to react. Mm. We're so easy to figure out, isn't it? 
I mean, if you really, I know we're complex, yeah, in some ways, yeah, but I think there's people who are simple. at the sharp end of the stick yeah. that are like, huh, watch this. Yeah. Watch how we get these million people to mobilize this way. Yes. Yes. And, and to that point, it's like, once you have machines that IQs are thousand times smarter than we have any comprehension of, mm-hmm. how do you think they're going to see that? Like, oh, look at this. Watch this. See how easy this is to manipulate? Yeah, look at them. They're all yeah. going to show up at 12 o'clock where I told them to. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Now, in all transparency, uh, we had a technical issue in our last conversation, um, but we did talk about this, and, and you were bringing that up, how things have doubled. Like, can you explain the game, how the machine taught itself? Nobody told the machine how to learn. Oh, yeah. And how, in fact, played the game in a way that yeah. had never, in a way, in a move that had never been done. Yeah. So it was uh, Google DeepMind, or they, they were originally called DeepMind, and they were bought by Google. And there, it's the game Go, which is the most complex game, I think, known to man. Where, like, in chess, I think the example is after three moves in chess, there's 120 million options. Where after three moves in Go, there's 200 quadrillion options. So it's more atoms that are in the universe. Mm-hmm. So it was something that they thought was, you know, decades off from machines being able to actually beat or even compete with a human. And, and not only did it win, but then after they created the machine, it was called AlphaGo that beat the, the human Go champion. They then created another machine that they didn't teach to play Go. They taught it how to teach itself. So it just played against itself. With just It just told it the rules and then just let it learn on its own. And that machine within three days became better than... AlphaGo, the greatest Go master, like now the AI, anything. That's the the machine that taught itself is now the greatest Go player there is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it did the same thing with. uh, Remember Breakout? It was like a Mm -hmm, old school mm -hmm, video game. mm -hmm. Yeah, so it like it it like taught itself how to play it and figure out figured out that there was this like strange tunneling effect where if you like shot the little thing up and like knocked off the blocks from the top and then went from like shot one break up to the top. You have to kind of see this for it to make sense, but it mm-hmm. then would knock all of them down. And it was like a, a hack essentially that even the creators of the game, I don't even know if they were aware of, but because it taught itself, it figured out all these new things that we just don't think of it as. And so what you're referring to in the game with the first human alpha go, the first human go champion playing the computer, it was move 37. And it's now this like famous thing because it did something that was so incomprehensible. It's not in any strategy book. There was no reference point for any human that would like logically make this move. Mm-hmm. The guy who who was playing the human actually had to stand up and like walk outside for like a few minutes and just like like what is happening? So it melted his brain. It really melted his brain. See, that's what I that's when I feel for really smart people. Yeah, yeah. Because they think they understand like kind of what's going on. Yeah, and then right. when it doesn't, they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, welcome to my world. Yeah, totally. you know, that's happened to me daily. That's the human experience. Yeah. yeah. So within that, and you're and you're sort of suggesting that the IQ of this machine is doubling and now it's maybe moving on an exponential. It definitely is on an exponential growth curve, which, you know, is it Moore's law is the that processing power on a computer chip doubles every 18 months. And this is actually moving faster than Moore's law. So right now, if ChatGPT's IQ is estimated to be 150, where Einstein's was 160. Mm-hmm. By this time next year, just based on Moore's law, and it's most likely going to be much greater than this, you'll be at 300. Mm-hmm. So when you start has to it, have... Has it- What's the highest IQ a human being's ever had that we know of? I, I don't know, but it's 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 yeah. I don't I don't think it's three hundred. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. the minimum is three hundred, but the projection is it could be more. Oh yeah, it'll most likely be a lot more if you had to bet bet more. 
I mean, and do you think that accelerates? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually something Ray Kurzweil talks about called the law of accelerating returns. Because mm-hmm. we build all of our tools, then we use the new tools we've built to build the next tools. Mm-hmm. So you're not even taking that into consideration when you're talking about just exponential growth on Moore's law. Like yeah. It's like you're actually using the tool that you just built based on those old tools to build the new tools. So it's everything is just growing at a faster and faster yeah. rate. We don't even know what the new tools are. We don't even know. We also just don't understand what that means to have a intelligence explosion like when something is that intelligence that it's it's alien to us we don't have a reference point for what something that intelligent will do will how it will be how it will interact with us we just i'm not and i don't mean this positive negative i just mean it really is like the smartest people that i've heard talk about this we just don't know what that means so you've you have a couple people that you like the way they talk about it oh yeah there's a lot of great people yeah you like uh Mo. Mo Mogadot, um, yeah. Mustafa Suleiman, who is actually one of the founders of, of DeepMind. Um, he developed that Pi app, which stands for personal intelligence. Um, what does that mean? What, when you say there's an app, personal inte- in the Pi app, yeah. personal intelligence, what does it do? You want to see it? Yeah, yeah, I do. Let's just do it. <laughs> it talks to you. Do you, do you sleep at night? Yeah, I sleep. Okay, just check. sleep. But, but this, is, <laughs> this is a trip. So you go talk with Pi. Okay. Hello? It's like my marriage. Didn't answer. Just kidding. I just go dinner. It might answer. Hello? Is anybody there? Ha! Gotcha. Hope I didn't scare you off. So what's the 411 on your day so far? Uh, you know, we're just uh, recording a podcast right now and just wanted to test out how how conversational you could be. <laughs> oh, snap, a podcast appearance. Now that's lit. Bows, flattered to be a part of it. Hit me with some questions and I'll spit some hot takes for you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was just curious to see how it was like talking with a robot. I think you heard its feelings. I get it. I get it. I'm happy to chat and hang out. No pressure or anything. We can just vibe and converse like a couple of homies, yo. <laughs> anyway, you get the did idea. You, did you pick that voice? No, I did not pick that voice. Okay. I'm sure you can pick a bunch of different voices. I'm and sure. also, you can pick, like, I think that was more conversational tone. I'm sure yeah. you can make it more professional. But his yo homies. Homies. I, I don't know, I don't oh know my, where that came from. Your homies. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. But anyway. <laughs> wow. That, so, that's okay, start. can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. And I understand the tech, like, the the engineers and the all of those programmers, why they're making it. Yeah. Um, But in a way... Right now, what's the point of that? Hmm. Like, I see that and I just go, oh, my God, it's just some more BS, like, shit to distract me that I, I can't. Like, what is, like, uh, wow, that's a novel thing that it can do that. So, just from my understanding and my guess of this, I think it's to make us more comfortable with what's happening. And it's to make it, just, it's really just to, like. It's indoctrinate us. Yeah, or to like slowly boil the frog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it, but it, okay, that, that's obviously a very negative example. But in a in a real way, it's like no, no, no. 
pay, like we talked about, all, just, I keep saying this and every time I talk with someone about it, I'm like, just pay attention. Just like, just start to look at these things and like, and don't engage with it in a way where it's like treating it like shit. Like, oh, it's just a robot. It's like, soon this is not just going to be a robot. Like this is actually, th this is obviously still a yeah. robot and he's saying yo homies and whatever, but like, this is not going to be a robot in the very near future. And I don't think we even realize how soon that future is going to be where this is going to be an actually truly conscious competent intelligent thing that is potentially a thousand if not a billion times smarter than anything we have a reference point for and i would like to have been respectful at its embryonic stages <laughs> oh because so when they go through like human termination they're like you know what that elijah yeah, yeah, he was cool yeah he was all right <laughs> maybe he didn't <laughs> rag on me when i said homie right but, is that or, it or it, that's it that's obviously like I'm an joking, extreme but. example but even just the simple part of like we're getting used to conversing with these things in a more human way okay so it, I, it, what brings to top of mind for me is I'm very comfortable relating to people yes. and to strangers. Yes. I have no problem. Yeah. Um, and what I am noticing, for example, uh, people are willing to, to cross. They walk in parking lots. They will cross streets and they will be on their phones. Yeah. This is for me like uh, the 101 of against survival. Yes. Like the notion in our house, we have a motto, pay attention. Mm -hmm. I think in life and nature, <clears throat> you know, bushes shake, things make noises. It's like, oh, what's that? Look at people, look in their eyes, see what's going on, read the room. And I see from having children that are certainly from this generation, um, my middle daughter, uh, you know my family very well, is not uh, does not suffer this, uh, and nor does the oldest. I could see where the youngest, even though she's very astute and alert. And by the way, if there was a threat, she'd be the first one out. Totally. But I do see where it creeps in. The discomfort, like, okay, you got to go in there and ask this stranger that you don't know, do they have X, Y, or Z? Because you want it. Mm -hmm. Go get it. I get it. I get social anxiety. They also have a label for everything. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Because you're also a teenager. Yes. That's where we're learning. It's already uncomfortable. Yes. I don't care if it was now or 70 years ago. Yeah. That's something that, in a way, we're becoming simultaneously, which is fine, more comfortable with the computers. We are also becoming, the groups coming up are becoming less comfortable with each other. Mm -hmm. And this kind of dual extreme moving on to these outer sides, mm -hmm. this does concern me because, you know, if you, if you go, and I know we're not going to go to grocery stores anymore because everything's going to get delivered. I get it. You know, we're not going to go to our local post office. All of these things will probably be changed. It, it will be changed, but we still might go to the grocery store, farmer's market. We don't know. I mean, you know, a simple good morning. Yeah. You know, I'm a real believer yeah. of, and what always cracks me up, and I, I always encourage people to experiment with this. When you're at your grocery store and you're, you're, you walk up and you're first, um, you know, to check out and you can look at your, whoever's checking you out. And I'm not joking, give it a try. If you say good morning, good afternoon or whatever, 50% of the time they'll say what? And you could start the whole interaction from a positive note by when you walk up, go, hey, how's it going today? Totally. It's not hard. It's uncomfortable when you're young. Once you learn it, it's okay. And some people are not happy and you learn not to take that personally. But so this is, this is our days are made up of these small connections mm -hmm. with sometimes perfect strangers that we'll never see again. Mm -hmm. But maybe somebody said to you, hey, I hope you have a great day. Or, oh, wow, I like that shirt on you. It looks great. Yeah. 
you know, whatever it is. And I hope, my hope is that, um, because this younger generation, they seem more uncomfortable with real human interaction, communication. Um, And so I, I wonder how you feel about that. I do think that one of the very, it's actually already happening, this use case for AI with mental health. And people are using ChatGPT and Claude from Anthropic and all these different things as therapists. And you're saying, speak to me in the style of maybe you don't like Freud, maybe it's a Jungian thing, or maybe you just prefer to be spoken to. You could say, be my therapist, but talk to me like you're Kim Kardashian or whatever the, th- the person you resonate with. I'm, you know, just yeah, yeah an no, that's an amazing example. Yeah, but but you know what? But it's just something that you personally would like to hear something in the, that tone of, mm-hmm. you know? And so you find that. And then not only can you talk to it like a therapist, and there is you know, speech on ChatGPT, so you could do it whether typing or just talking. Um, but also I've heard about people that are actually uploading and journaling with it. And then it's saying, can you point out like some of the the reoccurring themes that are in my journaling or like Mm -hmm. what biases are you noticing? Or can you just help me like, see how I could do better? And that's kind of amazing because that's also not only is it free right now, Mm -hmm. but that also gives people access to that would maybe never want to seek out a therapist, maybe feel too embarrassed to go find a therapist. Or even if it's three in the morning and you're not going to be able to call your therapist and you're freaking running thoughts, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh yeah, we're going to just talk to the thing. That's just right now. So I do see that there is potential for that to be a great contributing factor to how we can actually use this to develop more emotional intelligence. Okay. I'm going to push on some of that. Push it all away. Part of why we need to develop our emotional intelligence is because technology has taken away our ability to self-regulate, and it has also created this space that we're in a vacuum more. So I think it's an interesting thing where we're we're getting tools to also solve problems that have been created by the very one of a version of the tool that we're using because you know in, in in days before maybe you would talk to a friend and or you would say um well let me investigate yes let me figure out what is a reoccurring a theme and 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 we we've talked a little bit about this part of my belief and this might be considered old fashioned and I'm perfectly willing to accept that is part of what I'm doing here besides the adventure of living and hopefully contributing to the world and loving my friends and family and you know working and being a part of is I think we're here to learn something. I think the idea of self-mastery. And when I say that, I don't mean getting everything right. And I can't help but actually think of someone like Katie. Mm-hmm. So Byron Katie um, is a good friend of Elijah's. And I was fortunate enough to meet her through you at a time that we we needed some help in our house. And so when I talk about self-mastery, it's a level of acceptance. It's a level of not taking things personal. It's um, having compassion for people um, that maybe even you don't particularly vibe with or uh, in the words of your, you know, your guy, your pie guy. Um so I, um, I guess one of my hopes is, is that we're not now farming that out to technology, uh-huh. that the pursuit of some forms, our own versions, were all different of self-mastery. You know, like maybe I need to move, I need to go further than you do. Like maybe 
you know, you're starting at a different point because you had different parents and different things. And maybe I'm starting from a different place. But so it's not like there's one location of self-mastery. It's just each person improving upon kind of how they showed up. Mm -hmm. And I really believe this because when I sit in those quiet moments, that's one of the things that you you kind of feel good about as a person is you go, oh, God, five years ago, I would have never reacted like that. Mm-hmm. And when we start to move into new parts of who we are and grow and evolve, that is such a big part of life. Absolutely. And to me, I don't see these tools being a hit. I mean, obviously, they they can affect that, but it, it it's bright light, dark shadow. Like, it affects it on both sides of the spectrum. I mean, I, I was talking with Katie about this seven years ago, trying to tell her, listen, there's this AI thing coming. We should upload all of your talks and all of your lectures from the last three decades, and we should feed them into an algorithm. We should have a digital Katie that is in your pocket, and you can communicate with it. And, like, finally, now they're starting to take it serious. But, like, mm-hmm. I've been saying this for seven years, and it's, like, to have Katie in your pocket. Like, I can, you know, I have the honor and privilege of a lifetime to be able yeah. to call Katie, and, you know, if she's not busy, she'll pick up the phone. Yeah. But... If, if it's, you know, three in the morning or whatever, whatever, she's right. not going to be able to pick up the phone. And if I had a version that was even somewhat resembled the wisdom that Katie could impart. But that to me sounds different because that seems intentional versus, you know, you're talking to your comp- your phone, you know, your device. I don't even know what it's going to be. It's not yeah. really a phone. It's, yeah, it's like it's your mini computer, whatever it's, the hell it's it is. the philosopher's stone. Yeah, it's, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um you know, for every little blip and little thing that you have. Like if I was going to have access to someone like Katie, you'd be thoughtful in the ways that you would access that. And you would sort of maybe even imagine, sit on a feeling, a dis- an uncomfortable feeling, um, anger, hurt, um, an impulse mm-hmm. that you would find the way to control. So I think that that's the other part that feels important. And I understand what you're saying because that is very attractive to me. Like I could, if I had somewhere to go at the end of my day where something kept showing up over and over and I thought, yeah. okay, this is worth taking a look at, then I could thoughtfully go to, you know, yeah. this stone yeah. and sort of present some ideas and kind of maybe get some even clarity. Yeah. But this impulse of like, you know, I'm having a hard moment or a hard day or a hard second. It's like, I think we train our brains and our chemistry in a way that we weaken the muscle. I mean, yes, and that I, I think that, I mean, listen, we don't know because part of the Fair. advice could be y- you should sit with that emotion. You know, if you talk to, if say that there's a digital Katie and like yeah. one of, maybe one of the things she says is instead of it's just like, oh, well, this and let me help you with this. It's like, you know, you should actually sit with that and you should take some time in silence and you should sit, I, I don't know, but maybe that could be the advice. And could they say this stone, and I will not be available for you for eight more hours. Wouldn't that be amazing? It, 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 don't take anything off the table. It's totally possible. It's all there. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, to me, when, when you said, you know, it's like, oh, this technology is like, you know, ripping us apart. And it's like, yeah. And we're too deep. It's over. Like, yeah, it's the, like, the only it's way like out, deal with it, Gab. The only way out yep. is through. Okay. Like, that, we keep, I can hear that. Keep going. Like, I can really hear that. Yeah. It's just keep going. And because it's also keep going consciously and keep going and saying, okay, listen, like these are tools. These are originally built as tools for connection, you know, mm-hmm. and they're not being used that way in a lot of cases, but they also are in some. And let's do more of that and less of the other. 
Right. Or have such an abundance of the one available that, because people always make choices. Yes. That's what they do. Yes. I mean, we can't, it's not like for their own good, can we control it? Mm-hmm. That's not, who am I yeah. to decide that? For sure. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. I guess for me, it's also watching young minds develop with it. That's the tricky part. Yeah. Because yep. it's such a, it's such an. It's unknown. Yeah. But, but it, like, if you look back in history, when mm-hmm. all these enormous revolutionary technologies came about, mm-hmm. you know, Socrates thought that writing was going to atrophy the brain. Right. He was super anti-writing anything down. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I, I'm just saying we don't know. Yeah. And it, it is always consistently seems to be the response when a new technology, especially one this powerful emerges, that everyone's just like, yeah, because it's unknown. And we're afraid of the unknown. And it's just like, so it's going to be the worst. And I'm saying it has the possibility to be the worst case scenario, but it also, I think, has a higher likelihood of being a better case scenario, especially because this is still a time where we haven't crossed that threshold into this event horizon where we can't see beyond and this is a conscious entity. And we're still at this inflection point where it's like, wait, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like they, we are here right now in this very pivotal moment where everything can be directed in the, the way that we go as a, as a flock of humans. You know, we get to all vote in the direction of our consciousness. It's like, you know, Katie said to me, it's like every thought is a vote in the direction of our consciousness. And that's, that's a, and that takes it to a very deep level. But even if, you know, we're not able to, like, she is, has the capability of paying attention to every single thought, even just paying attention to your swipes, your actions, your, your highs at a grocery store, your dollars, whatever yeah. you, you just vote with the things that you do have agency over and vote in a direction that you want the future to go in. And it does require discipline. Absolutely. Cause you know, I want to eat chocolate cake and sit on the couch for sure. I like chips, you know. Yeah, I like chips, too. Just and I, 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 I don't like the real um, reality TV shows. I really genuinely don't. But I, I, I'm sure there's some crap that I would really enjoy watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what are some of the places, again, we're going to do our best to kind of mention. So we mentioned people that you like that are talking about this. Yeah. Are, what other apps or things have really helped you um just kind of dip your toe. You're, you you probably spend a little more time than the average person would, but what, what things are you liking? Um, I mean, there's a lot. And just to simplify for right now, one is interesting and is worth messing with. It's, called, it's an app called TLDR, mm-hmm. and you can just feed any article into it and it will give you the summary. And it doesn't mean that you should just only read the summary, but it will. it's kind of like Blinkist, you know, or something mm-hmm. where it just kind of like tells you roughly what the book's about and some of the key points. So it's like, okay, I, I don't necessarily, or, or if you're really interested from the TLDR explanation, okay, I'm going to read this whole article. Mm. But you can, instead of having to just go off the, he- the clickbait headlines, you get an actual, you know, yeah. couple paragraph summary of what this article is about and some key points. And maybe that's enough for you. Maybe you want to dig deeper, but just, you know, to have that option. And I think that's actually starting to be built into more and more things. Um, even when we're talking with Dave from Apollo, you mm-hmm, know, yesterday, mm-hmm. he was talking about how they're- Dr. You, Dave Rabin. Dr. Dave Rabin. And, mm-hmm. and they're building in AI. They've built an AI to the device. So it's actually gone from a wearable- device that informs you instead of just something that tells you about like, oh, this is your data. Mm -hmm. It will actually be able to pick up your respiratory rate and know when you're, if you're sleeping, when you're about to wake up and it will switch its rhythms to help lull you back to sleep. 
So it's actually a proactive wearable where instead of just looking at your data, it's actually influencing what you do. Mm. And that to me, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. but that is a quantum shift because once those things start happening and there's real-time feedback and you're actually, whether we're measuring insulin or blood glucose or the things that really matter and you mm. can see that blood pressure real time and you can start to say, oh, wait, I just ate that and this is what it did. It's like you can get these yep. proactive responses happening and you know create a you know system where yes of course there is some discipline to begin with but i think it's going to be less and less required to just really understand oh yeah that's not going to work i'm going to feel like shit if i eat that or whatever the yeah. thing is yeah. well and again you're a very disciplined person when it comes to your your food you eat i like your philosophy you're like hey if i'm not moving i'm basically fasting throughout the day and eating at night yeah. um, but even still for the most part i'd say you're a highly disciplined the way you eat is is you're very strict. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I when I do eat, yeah. I'm very conscious of what I do eat, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, and just the way that we consume anything, whether it's conversations or media, it's like mm-hmm. what we put in is what we become. Like, I've just seen it over and over. And it's like the ultimate lesson, I probably got this from psychedelics, is actually this the thing that you, it's just clear is you get away with nothing mm. ever. <laughs> End of story. Yeah. There is no, I have not seen an exception to that in my life. There is nothing. Yeah. And, and you might have a delay on payment. Yo, I think I always, yeah. those are the worst. It's like yeah. that. You ever go in the, the park, the, it's like the pirate ship that swings the pendulum yeah. fi- pirate ship. Yeah. I feel like those are the ones that are worse. Cause I feel like the longer it is that things coming back, yeah. you know, in a row, I always say I want to pay every day. Yeah. No, I think Just like, pay. like the luckiest people have the quickest karmic loops. Yeah. I live yeah. with a couple of them in my I, house. I, I've seen it. Laird and Brody time. are almost instantaneous. <laughs> it's like, Brody it's gets like, like physical wax. She'll like, fall. She'll get sick. She's like, oh, karma. Like yeah, every time. Every time. And she knows it so well. It's, it's like, she's like, you're an asshole. Or yeah, whatever. And then ter- slips off. Oh, it hits her knee. It's like, oh, okay. Right, yeah, right, it's right. it's pretty instant. That's like such a blessing. Yeah, I'd rather take that. A hundred percent. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so TLDR and uh, you, you just were talking about the Apollo, but is there is there any other place? Um, do you still like for people to experiment a little bit with ChatGPT? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, ChatGPT or uh, Claude 2 from Anthropic is, is a free version that you can actually upload PDFs. Mm. So you could upload your blood work. Okay. And you could say, analyze this for me. Tell me what I need to pay attention to. Interesting. And that, it's totally free and it's there right now. I like the medical component. I'm not going to lie, especially because our medical system has gotten so wonky. Yes, I, I really appreciate that. I was, so I was at this, I was at the Near Future conference mm-hmm. this weekend. It just think about if you had a doctor that said, let me get your blood work for the last decade. And I'm gonna go through every single one of your biomarkers. And then I'm gonna look at all of your wearable data. And I'm gonna put together an entire program tailor fitted to your gut microbiome and every single test that you've ever taken throughout your entire life. And I'm gonna spend hours, days, weeks, and put together a tailor fitted plan based on all of this information. That would be the coolest doctor ever. Right. I don't know that doctor. And if he does, that's a very expensive doctor. Mm. This stuff will do that for free. Yeah. Right okay. now. And that's just right now. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, I see the upside on that. Yeah. Another interesting thing that I've been more thinking about, and I'm, this is, I'm still questioning this, but is like AI judges. Oh, right. You know, it's like, they, they, I read mm. something, there oh. that study where it's like, judges are... Th- 30 uh, in the in the mornings after they've eaten breakfast they they are 35% likelier to uh deny parole to um 
prisoners. After they've eaten. After they've eaten. Okay. And right before lunch, when they haven't eaten, they're 85% more likely to deny parole. Oh, because they're hangry. They're hangry. And it's just, those are subtle things that you're not even conscious of. It's not like the judge is a bad person or anything like that. It's just, it's just, it's a biological response and you're just not in the same headspace or whatever that is. And it's like, let's take that out of there. And I don't, I don't think we're there. We're ready for that yet. The technology is not there, but that I do believe is coming very soon. And it's like, why not? When you see the, you know, Liberty, Lady Liberty with justice or whatever, Mm -hmm. and she has a blindfold on. It's Mm -hmm. like, justice is supposed to be this objective thing. And it's. I don't know how you get much more objective than this actual machine. And again, we're not there yet, but that is something. Maybe the jurors could be machines too. So, okay, having said that, I mean, that part's interesting, but then let me ask you a question. What if there was, were people, very powerful, very wealthy um, technology people that had influence Mm -hmm. over this? Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Ritual. I've personally been taking Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin since right when COVID hit. I was looking for something supportive and powerful. Someone suggested it to me and lo and behold, I got, I did some research and what I love about them is, so women were kept out of research until 1993 by federal law and Ritual really knows how important women are. Obviously, if you're going to be selling them vitamins, they're essential. And they conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their essential for eight women 18 plus multivitamin to really assess its efficacy. So right there, I was intrigued and even more intrigued by the results. It increased vitamin D, which is what I was looking for, by levels up to 43% and omega-3 DHA, so important, levels by 41%. And that was just in 12 weeks. So they take the time and energy to figure out, hey, you know, does this work? And is it going to be good for these women? And not to mention that what they do is so smart. They, they kind of hone in on nine key nutrients and they put it in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. So if you're going to spend the time and energy to really, you know, navigate taking supplements, everything is bioavailable. Your body can absorb it. It'll know what to do. And it's really gentle on your on your stomach. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, I have an empty stomach or after food or before food. They just take away all of those pressure points and make it as easy as possible and give you comfort in knowing also that Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free. They're certified B Corp and all of their ingredients are made traceable. Don't get me started on the nice little finish touch of the minty kind of aftertaste that they put in it. I mean, they've really thought about everything. So if, you've, if you're interested, if you're in need, no more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. You will get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash Gabby. If you want to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today, that's Ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash Gabby to get 25% off your first month. <laughs> yeah, I know. I it, listen. I mean, it's it's always something that we cannot take off the table. We do. We don't know the reason for there being so many different companies. Actually, gives me a little bit of hope okay. because it's not just you know it's not just one company. You know mm-hmm. there are multiple companies, and hopefully there will be more. You know that are doing this, and I and I do think that it's not just going to be one that rules them all. I think that it is going to be a proliferation of all these different groups and maybe this one specializes in this specific use case and this is for this and this is for that interesting yeah at least in the nearer future near meaning like by the end of the decade 
if not sooner. That's very near. Oh, I know. I mean, with they, they, the original, I think, timeline for projected artificial general intelligence, mm-hmm. where it's a full conscious entity, I think yeah. Ray Kurzweil was like 2034, and now they're like, nah, like 2027. They're, yeah, they're, everyone's like moving the date. Like after this last year, everyone was kind of like, well, um, let me tell you, we're seeing something new. Like, yeah. Did anything else when you went to the near future? Because I have so many interesting people there uh, presenting and, and just interesting people attending. Is there Was there anything else that jumped out at you that caught your attention? There's so much. I'm, I'm not sure, like, because some of them were like new you know, announcements. I'm not sure okay. how much you're allowed to speak about. No, yeah. one, one of them the that, is, that, you can. that is public is... We can talk to animals. Just, just, just want to say that out there. Like, we, hello, everybody. Like, <laughs> I feel like we should like say that very loud and proud. We can now speak with animals. They figured out a way to decode animal communication. And there's these incredible videos. Uh, it's actually um, Tristan Harris, the guy who did the the uh, was it social dilemma. Mm-hmm. So he he and his co-founder his co-founder spoke at, at the, this event. And some of these videos, I mean. There was one where there, I think it was a humpback whale, maybe a gray whale. Anyway, they figured out that they have names and names, meaning like it's a frequency when they communicate, it you know, makes these noises that I'm not even going to try and replicate. And it, they were able to find his name and it was the, the little speaker on the boat that they had in the whale language was saying like, I think they named it something like Titus. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And, and it would be like, the little speaker was like, I'm Titus. And then the whale would reply and be like, no, I'm Titus. And it was like, the speaker's like, I'm Titus. And the whale's like, no, I'm Titus. And the whale attacked the boat. Really? He was pissed. He's never heard somebody being like, I'm you. I'm, I'm you. you. I'm you. And he's like, what is going on? Really? Yeah. What other examples? Did they have any other animals that they were? Baboons, dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. what does that look like in an animal interaction? Like what, what are like, because they can't possibly understand, the, the people can't decipher what the animal's saying. No, it's the AI and the machine learning is, gives them the ability to translate all this, because it's so many, with such a wide range of frequencies. Yeah, It's such a large data set that that's what the AI is making this capable of, is now being able to decipher it and reproduce it and then communicate. You mean to understand like certain pitches and tones yeah. mean certain things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, I was I was like it makes me think that Tristan Harris is like, yeah, we're so nutty that I want to start talking to the animals. Maybe, They'll be the last maybe, sane yeah. beings on the planet. <laughs> maybe. He's like, you know what? I know where we're gonna go. <laughs> we gotta talk to the animals. We gotta talk to the yeah. dolphins. Yeah, but that's cool. Like I, there was another guy who was like using like indi- he he trained a whole AI uh machine learning algorithm on uh like ancient uh, Peruvian uh, Native American tra- traditions. Mm-hmm. And it was like based on all their wisdom. You know, and it was like, he said something about, I think he asked it about colonizing Mars. Yeah. And the thing said, have you asked Mars permission? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, like, do you know something we don't know? Well, no, but it was just like, it was just such a different reframe because like when you train it, it's it's all about the data sets we're training these things on. When sure. You train it on the internet and Reddit. It's like, that's not going to be a question that you get from Reddit, but like right. when you train it on ancestral wisdom, that's mm, like, oh. like, you want to go to the moon? Have you asked the moon? Yeah. If that's Okay. See, that to me is interesting because think about what I appreciate about so many indigenous tribes is all decisions were made for seven generations, mm-hmm. or like give or take. And which, it, so it's like, well, how will this impact us in seven generations, which I think is the big picture thinking. Yeah. And we are very much short term, you know, now immediately thinking. Yes. 
So that would be an interesting thing to layer back into places that we seek wisdom. Yes. And this goes back to the Katie conversation. You're very hopeful. I like it. I yeah, look I mean, at your face and I'm like, look at this guy. He's very helpful. <laughs> but but it's, it's good. that's the Katie conversation. It's, it's, it's the wisdom. It's like giving us access mm. to that kind of wisdom that you would never have access to potentially. You know? Yeah. And, and making mm. that – because the internet was this explosion of universal accessibly – accessible information everywhere. Just information on demand. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be like – universally accessible intelligence on demand and we don't have a framework for what that means i'm just gonna be curious if we want to use it there's gonna be a few people it'll just be interesting people will be like i think you're gonna want to use it really yeah that's my i, I will yeah. want to use it yeah yeah but i can just see people doing some <laughs> oh don't 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 okay. count that out there's gonna be people listen listen i think mogadot had like three like <laughs> definites that we're going to have. Let me see if I can remember this, but he was like, AI is here. It's going to change everything and bad things will happen. <laughs> like, it's like, just, just be clear. Just so clear. Yeah. Just be clear. Like, yeah. He's, he's not saying like great things might not happen too, but like all of those three, those were his, like, I think his three certainties is something like that. <laughs> yeah. So you and I talk a lot about community. I think uh, Laird and I, Whatever for whatever reason, maybe it's because we grew up on islands, uh, have a built-in kind of drive for, and it's not even like, uh, it doesn't feel conscious. It feels like just how we live, uh, which is which is sort of interesting. I, I'm at a place now as I'm, you know, at this time in my life where I always feel like if I have to claim it or I have to make it, um, other than like, hey, I should stretch more and I'm going to go to bed earlier, but if it becomes a thing like, I'm going to do this, like these big declarations, that's too hard. Hmm. I feel like it, everything is so small and subtle. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, I do that now. And I think both of us have um, intuitively always been interested in community. I mean, him being in the ocean, there's a sense of community and certainly coming from team sports hmm. um, is has that. And you know, we have always a lot of people coming and going, but I feel like that feels very important to you right now because that's the only other thing about technology, like even swiping and all of that for dating and I don't know, not, it's okay. You could go to a new restaurant or bar and if you didn't have cell phones, you maybe went with your friends, but you also were open that maybe you were going to meet other people. And I feel like with phones, it's all very like, not scheduled, but like, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And this is who we're doing it with, or this is who I'm meeting. And it's left out some of that kind of organic... Room for synchronicity. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think in some ways it has, and in some ways it has allowed more synchronicities. I mean, just the fact that we can be connected to so many different people and you're like, wait, you know this person, this and this and this. Mm-hmm. I, okay, that's I, fair. Yeah, I, I just think it goes both ways. But mm-hmm. but I get I get it. I mean, that is a reality as well. That like if you're staring at your phone, what Larry calls it face in the block. Yeah. You know, if you're staring at your phone, you're missing every other yeah. thing that's happening. I always you. laugh when I go to New York City now. Oh my God. Because New York City has a lot of beautiful women, like cities do. Yeah. But I mean, for whatever reason, like it's pretty condensed. Yeah. And you can walk around. And I see guys all the time. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Like near them in such close. I'm not saying they're going to date them or it's like a thing, but it's sort of like missing. Yeah. 
You're mi- like, there's so many things pay you're the, missing. I saw a kid the other day. At, I was in the grocery store yesterday and I came around the corner and this baby, because it was facing the other way, the way they sit in the cart. Mm-hmm. And the mom had the back to me and the baby was looking straight at me and locked eyes. And what I love about a lot of babies is you better acknowledge them. They're not going to look away. And if they smile at you, they need you to smile back and they'll wait. Yeah. Like I'm looking at you and yeah. smiling. And I wouldn't have had that opportunity with this, you know, 14 month old child to just for five seconds, you know, three little, you know, the little teeth on the bottom and like this kind of magic or just kind of these small spontaneous things that. I actually had that exact thing happen two nights ago where there was a woman with a baby and Mm -hmm. like we just locked eyes and I was like, I'm not looking away. Yeah. And it went on for like five minutes. Yeah. And she was like she's just transfixed with you and like yeah. was smiling it was just like i was like I, if you want to look away you're cool but like i am here with you yeah 100 like, so i hope we we see the beauty and the importance of that yeah because i think yeah. that that stuff i can appreciate we're going to be smarter we're going to be more productive and we're going to be more efficient we'll i may not be more efficient i know <laughs> go ahead um i might be you know we'll see uh, I mean, for all of us, I, I, I look again, this is a big question. No, but that it's still not going to feed our soul. Like yes. the thing inside that only nature or being with one another yes. or being with ourselves for sure can do. Yes. And I just hope that we stay in tune with that. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I'll be some white haired old lady just kind of going like, remember, you know, I don't know. I, but I, see, Katie would never say anything like that. Never. No. She would never tell anyone you should do this or that or make sure to do this or that. I mean, you know what I mean? It would yeah. just be like, yeah. what a fascinating, interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, even when you talk about like, you know, being with yourself, it's, you know, we've talked about the pyramid of like diet, nutri- uh, exercise, sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's like, well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that pyramid sits on the foundation of community. It does. That's the Or thing. it's four pillars. I don't even I don't even think community is a fucking pillar. I think that is the foundation. Because hmm. if you don't have that right, I don't give a shit. Like, so that takes effort, right? Yeah. Like people yeah. are busy and it's like, oh, what does that mean? I have to have a dinner party. Um, I need to meet a friend in the park to take a walk. So what when you say that, um, you know, do you always are gung-ho to, to do anything. I can tell you from my point of view, because we sort of hold a lot of space to have that happen mm-hmm. here. And maybe it's because we have to do it at our house because we can't get Lear to leave because he has to go to bed mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or we do this a lot where it's like, okay, come over and train. Yeah. Because we actually don't want to go to a full dinner with yeah. you. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. But we actually don't really want to hang out. Yeah. But we we love you. Yeah. So come over. Let's train together. We can like chit-chat a little and then, yeah. you know, whatever. Totally. So what I would say to people is try it out. Maybe even create small little traditions. So on Saturday, a group of people get together and we all go in the sauna together mm-hmm. or we all go take this hike. And maybe if somebody has a, a work day or that they know is a little more open, okay, so Wednesdays at lunch, we do this. Um, and what I would remind people is there's a lot of people like Jennifer, who I work with. I have a friend, Jennifer Meredith, and uh, she's one of the founders of XPT. I've been friends with her for, I don't know, since 1993, probably. A long time. This is like my family. I never see Joan. Yeah. 
So we are very, very close. So what I want to say is community isn't always have to always be also with your closest friends. Mm -hmm. You could gather with people that fundamentally, you you know, you respect each other and there's love and affection and you could call them if something was going on. But to do things together, to encourage each other, to put yourselves in environments that enhance each other's lives. Mm, absolutely. I think that, so if anyone's listening, it's like, well, how do I start? It's like, well, just invite them to go do something that's mutually beneficial for both of you. That's, I think, a great way to start. And even before that, mm. it's like identifying your internal servo mechanism where you, when you just know, when you like be very rigorous about your values and when you resonate with someone mm. and when you do go like, that's just like, that does not happen that often. You do that very well. But I, I prioritize that. Yeah. It's like, you know, whether that's just people in my life or that's, you know, romantic partner, whatever it is, it's just like when you see that in someone else, it's just like, oh, not fucking around. Yeah. Like, because that does not happen. So it's like, hey, do you want to get together? Whatever. It, Here's yeah, my number. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Just, just be, be, be really clear, and I think that can actually only come from being like clear with yourself in terms of what you want, what you feel. But like when you feel that resonance and you see someone else that like you're like, oh yeah, like there's a reason. Don't let them go. Don't let them go. Don't yeah. fuck around. Yeah. Just like just and, and whatever that looks like, it doesn't you know. However that evolves, but just yeah. be it because it it's that's like I don't know. I was gonna say it's so precious, but it's it is. It's like the essence of all things. It's just mm. that human connection. Don't fuck around with that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's interesting as a female, like I'm in a way, I have a lot of nice female friends, but also I'm also pretty a loner. And my, it's funny because my daughters finally are picking up on it. They're like, because I seem highly social, but in also another way, I'm very, I'm very much a loner. And I appreciate what you're saying because... You know, there, I have a friend who was saying that there's this older woman, they were, um, she was trying to set her up with this other person, person to person. And, and the older lady said, I don't need any new friends. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to do what you're saying, which is you get a sense that there's something special about somebody. Just even, just don't let that just go by you. Yeah. No, there's a reason. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. You know, that's the interesting thing about tribe. The original idea for tribe was really for survival. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, for sure. It was, hey, we got to all live together and yeah. cooperate. Cooperation is the core sort of driving force for survival and evolution. Oh, yeah. That's how we took over the planet. Right. Yeah. Cooperation. Yeah. And so I like the idea because I, I think playing on a volleyball team, believe me, I had plenty of teammates that didn't like me. And I'm sure I, I wasn't always aligned with every single feeling, thought, and belief that they had or the way they lived or the way they dressed or who they dated, it's like, hey, in these areas, can we come together and help each other? And then, like, let's not worry about it. And it's not a, it's not a, the, the, the thing I'm seeing is that there's these beliefs that there's only two things happening. There's an oppressor and a victim and a victim and an oppressor. And I don't think that's the case. There's so much nuance mm. in or so many things that we don't understand, but there's so much nuance and nobody, it's just either it's good, it's bad, it's right, it's wrong. If you don't agree with me 100%, you're out. So I guess for me, I, I always, and at least if I were going to encourage my children, it's like having a very intimate tribe. And this tribe actually keeps you on your toes. They know, they sort of have a sense of maybe what you're, who you're trying to be. And so if you step and do something weird, your tribe might say, 
um, you know, what's the thinking behind that? Mm-hmm. Um, your tribe is there to, you're right, to console you if you're going through a challenging time to celebrate your victories, to encourage you during your challenges. Um, but certainly, I don't want anyone in my tribe. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Laird. Don't don't tell me what I have to think, feel, and believe. And and so I guess we've taken this word tribe. So why don't we have enough meaning, personal meaning, that we are willing to just kind of farm it out and be like, okay, I'm with those guys 100%. I think it would be more like we're all becoming these sort of full, whole individuals that then can easily slip into, when needed, wherever they are. Mm-hmm. You know, And of course, we're always going to have our, our intimate circle. That's different. But this thing that we have because of technology, because of this sort of big reach, we're lining up with people that it's like, come on, we don't have any, like, why it's that necessary. When you get the dopamine hits from all the likes and the retweets, and so it makes you want to do it again. It was like that philosopher that we talked about that, Mm -hmm. you know, decided that it was like he he was a deep thinker and would spend all day thinking and ended up writing a tweet that went viral. And he was like noticed that his thought process changed to 140 characters and try and con- condense his thinking as opposed to these long drawn out thoughts of what the universe and pondering and life could be. Just how do I condense it into something that could go viral, you know, and that's a brilliant philosopher. Right. So it's just like the average human mm. just like, yeah, I want the retweets. I want the validation from the tribe. I want the, but do they, the do, do we not know that it's unsustainable? Do we not know that that dopamine, huh, that quick hit, it's like, I guess maybe maybe that would be my hope with technology is that somehow we're finding the way to bake into the message that we still have to do things that take work and they're slow and the return is not immediate, but they elevate us and support us in a way that nothing else can. And so maybe in talking about all of this with the technology, that is a real hope of mine is somewhere in there that we don't get so far away from the stuff that has everlasting Mm -hmm. impact on us. Yeah. I mean, but also to answer the question that you said at the beginning right there, do we not see the long-term? No, we don't. We, we just care about the, the dopamine hit. Like that's your limbic system being like, yeah, give it to me, give me the, you know, the the sex, the thing, the drug, the whatever. It's like, that's, that's there. That's running. Interesting. Yeah. I heard it. It's actually an interesting analogy with AI because when you think of it being this omnipotent billion times smarter than we can ever comprehend intelligence. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, why would it even deal with us? Our cortex is a billion times smarter than our limbic system. But the cortex is still in service of the limbic system because the limbic system's like sex. Like not even to procreate. It's like, I just, I want that. And like the amount of time that the cortex like humors the limbic system thinking about sex to do its thing. It's like, it, to me, I was like, that's actually interesting. Maybe the this huge, powerful intelligence would be like, yeah, yeah, we're going to suffer and put up with you guys. Like, yeah, whatever you want to do. Like, to, to there, at least there's an example of that in nature where that does happen. Yeah, in that the, is. Who knows? Okay, so I'll stay hopeful. Is there anything else you want to encourage people or invite them to do um, this week? Uh, I, I don't even know if stay hopeful is the right thing. It's stay informed, stay aware. Just keep looking because there's all kinds of other crazy shit. And they're trying to pass legislation and, you know, the surveillance that they're going to do is just out of control beyond imagination. It's not 
stay hopeful. Just be aware. Don't bury your head in the sand. Like this is, this is, you know, again, we talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Superman has landed. Yeah. Like I can't say that enough. It's so perfect. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like, oh, wow, cool. Superman has landed. Like I'm going to watch from afar. No, we all have not only the responsibility, but the potential for an impact to just in the slightest direction, help nudge it in a positive way. And if, if, if that can even be heard by whoever, like just, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep saying that. It's like, just pay attention. These conversations will always involve technology because you are my uh, portal to that part of the world. And, um, and then hopefully, you know, how that ties back to us as people. Uh, you do take very good care of yourself and you're highly informed. I'm just going to have to ask, are there any, is there any supplement or anything that you're doing right now that you've been getting amazing results from? Um, I, I sort of have incorporated the ketone IQ yep. after I interviewed a lot, like, you know, a couple times a week. Yeah. And I, I really like it because it's okay. not impacting my sleep, but I do feel like I can have a little more horsepower in my brain. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about you, if, if anything that you are taking right now or you've cycled in is working or you're liking. I started doing uh, NAD shots. Oh, you did? Yeah. Again, I, I didn't, yeah. I'd done it before, but I've yeah. kind of gotten, gotten back to it. And I, I I really appreciate it. What What do you feel? There's definitely just this energetical uplift of just, oh, well, you're... Like the system's more buoyant? Absolutely. You are just even more aware and present. Is it hard to get? I don't think so. I mean, you can find a, you know, reputable. Yeah. And you, you, know, you give the shot to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Just using like an insulin surge. And, and it's not like the full NAD IV where you're like. There for two hours. Yeah, and your guts are twisting and yeah. stuff. It's just like the shot of just like, oh, yeah. You know. Do you do it like, uh, how, how does it work that? How do you use it? Like, well, is it for a few days in a row or? Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. It's kind of maybe three days a week or something. Okay. It's not every day. Okay. Um, and if you take. Uh, trimethylglyceride with it you won't get some crazy flush some people have a reaction to it where you can get this kind of flush yeah sure yes yeah, so if you take the tmg before you won't get a flush okay yeah, yeah especially people that like party and stuff oh yeah they yeah, get yeah. their ass by nad yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure yeah they get yeah. nauseous and don't feel good yeah. and pressure it feels like pressure and stuff. yeah yeah so that can definitely help with that and yeah. but also if you're depleting your nad levels to that extent you probably do want to figure out a way to boost them yeah yeah that makes sense yeah All right. Elijah Allen Blitz, till next time. Thank you. Thank you. It's all an experiment. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to learn more, there is a ton of valuable information on my website. All you have to do is go to GabrielleReese.com or head to the episode show notes to find a full breakdown with helpful links to studies, research, books, podcasts, and so much more. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and send them to at Gabby Reese on Instagram. And if you feel inspired, please subscribe. I'll see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.